Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 131 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts. My name is Craig, and the day has finally arrived. It is Scorn Day, baby. Scorn Day, <laughs> baby. Uh, my name is also Craig, and I guess happy Plague Tale Eve as well. Yes. And Scorn Day. Scorn Day. Well, Scorn Day on the podcast, considering that what it was released <laughs> last Thursday, right? Yeah, Friday. It's not, it's not, Friday. It's not like yeah. last Friday. It's not like it came out, you know, today. Yeah, but we finally get to talk about it. We do get to finally yes. talk about it. But yeah. before we get to that, let's get to the news, which is always mentioned on this podcast. Yes. So <laughs> news gaming wise, really, the only piece of news I have is Sony kind of trying to be in Microsoft's way in the acquisition of Activision. And for those of you who don't know how this stuff goes, yes, Microsoft did buy Activision, but it first needs to get approved by other world like Federation trade centers, you know, of FTC, the Federal Trade Commission from the United States. There's one in the European Union as well. And then there's a third one that I can't remember its name. But for this particular story, it's not needed. Where the current deal is set up at is the European Union is actually investigating like they're not just saying yes to the deal. They're actually investigating to see if you know, this violates any of their uh, fair trade commission rule sets where Sony has kind of come out and said like, oh, you know, if they get Call of Duty, you know, you're not you're not promoting competition. You're, in fact, destroying it. And, you know, we're the little guys here. And then Microsoft <laughs> apparently has gotten pissed enough about this to where they're like, I'm sorry to where they they don't go. I'm sorry. But what they mention is, is like one. Sony has the bigger market share in gaming uh, as of right now. Mm -hmm. And two, it seems like the main holdup here is that the game being a day one, like game pass game to where if Sony wants to like compete, they need to start offering their exclusives as well as a day one game pass game. So mm -hmm. it's kind of all over the place to, to be honest. These are two billion dollar companies who I really could give a crap about who owns who or do anything like that. Like I'm one of the gamers that does own both consoles, owns a switch and a PC as well. So kind of it doesn't affect me as much as I know it affects probably most of the general public that only can afford or want to have one system. Do I think Call of Duty is ever going to go exclusive to Xbox? No, it never will. But there is definitely a portion of fan base here that when looking to see what console you're going to get, they're going to be like, oh, if I get Game Pass, not only do I get all of like a bunch of free games, I get the Xbox exclusive day one games as well without having to pay extra money. So there really is a lot of back and forth like with who wants what and who's taking advantage of who. But, you know, I when I think inevitably this deal will go through, it's just a matter of when. And it just it's weird to hear Sony like and I it's not uncommon for them. But, you know, they do cry wolf occasionally mm -hmm. and make things difficult for Microsoft. And I don't know, I'm not going to get into all of what Microsoft owns, because in general, Microsoft is the bigger company of the two. Of course, they were able to afford buying Blizzard. But if if Sony wants to answer back, they can like they did acquire uh, Bungie. 
So if they want a first-person shooter, they can start to develop that for them as well. But I don't know what your guys' thoughts on it are. I know we're I know we're all kind of like, eh, you know, Sony's um, crying. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple things that were mentioned, right? First was uh, when all this came down, I thought it was funny that Microsoft came back and said, they're like, well, first of all, we wanted to put Game Pass on PlayStation and you guys blocked it immediately and said, absolutely not. And then also I thought it was hilarious that they said, you know, if you want to, you know, kind of combat the competition, then you need to start putting your first party titles day one on your subscription service, which is 100 percent correct. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Will they ever do it? Probably not. But if they truly wanted to compete in the streaming, you know, subscription service, then all they would have to do to combat this is be like, hey, guess what? God of War is free day one if you have PlayStation Plus premium, (laughs) right? Like, that's all they have to do. Yeah. Are they going to do that? Absolutely not. Whereas Microsoft, every game with them, they're like, yeah, day one, it's included. So I just, yeah, the whole thing is comical to me that it's two giant corporations being like, it's not fair. What you're doing isn't fair. I'm like, okay, all right. And like you said, Barry, like, we are in a good position that we have both consoles, right? Not everybody has that position to be like, yeah, I can play it on either. So I don't care which one it comes out on or which one has a better exclusive. I, I don't care, but I don't know. Again, I just feel like maybe it's just me. I tend to lean more towards Microsoft, I guess. But Sony, the past couple of months with everything, is kind of leaving kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that uh, you guys know I'm a PlayStation guy, I'm a Sony guy, but I their actions make I like I in I respect Microsoft's actions more than Sony. Like and half the time I, I feel myself trending towards the Microsoft side of this. I mean, yeah, these two, it seems like two rich children just arguing over what toys they can buy in a yep. in a Toys R Us or something like that. But I'm just so just mellow about like caring about how the other one feels. They they're just they're making so much money off of us anyway. And I I don't know what PlayStation wants to do. Like they they uh they're not stepping fully into this what they would consider their Game Pass direction. And if they're gonna if they're gonna roll out their own service where you get rewards and there's possibly like and there's a, a tiered subscription service, then they gotta what are we six months in now, four months, yeah. four to six months in? Yeah, they gotta take some steps. They have to take some steps and like I mean they're not gonna do it with God of War, but right. how many? How many games are coming out like that are PlayStation exclusive that they can just take that extra step with and really show their customers and fan base that they want to give us something that could mimic even slightly what Game Pass has been able to accomplish? I I don't know what game they they take that step with. Stray was a, a fine representation for the first game because it was yep. only like thirty or forty dollars anyway but they're not showing that they're taking a heavy step into this new platform that they've released and what they're planning on doing with it. So checks all go to Microsoft. And if, if I see stuff in the news about Sony complaining about things like this, I just, I, I can't sympathize with them. I mean, I can't sympathize with either. I'm not nearly as rich as them, but you know, (laughs) 
it's just it's just i've acted more mature in the last four months than sony has and that's sad to me (laughs) yeah would you agree (laughs) that out of the three companies so i'm including nintendo that sony would be the worst with the streaming service like i would put nintendo ahead of sony just but because Nintendo doesn't what, even have one. I'm talking about like their 64 stuff they've done in the oh, past okay. couple of months. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I just look at, yeah, Nintendo's not doing a streaming service, but like the Nintendo, Super Nintendo and N64 games that they're churning out now, I feel like is a better deal than PlayStation Plus. And I loved PlayStation Plus Premium when that first came out. But we're a couple mm-hmm. months deep in now where they're adding like two or three games a month and they're not good. Right. Yeah. I think this this next this coming month they're adding like Assassin's Creed or something. Well, no, like, all the Assassin's Creed games are on. Are they there. on there? Um, OK, yeah, they're already on there. I'm not sure what the games are this time around, but like they did add Deathloop, which was a very yeah. high touted game. So did so did uh, Xbox. Well, yeah, Xbox as well. Yeah, correct. <laughs> they both mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I, I just feel like. Again, we talked about this one right before the premium was coming out. They need to keep up with it and they're not so far. I just mm-hmm. don't think they are. Holy uh, yeah. on your question, I, I I would say Sony is the worst based off on your on your question. Uh, yeah. Nintendo has that wonderful collection, and every yeah. time they release a new one, it's like it makes you feel like you're on cloud nine because they have like a specific way that they're introducing every single one that they release, yep. and also it's less expensive than yeah, than the top tier. Yeah, yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of like a what 120 or whatever, yeah. it, it's. Expensive. So yeah, Sony's got to be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason I'm like, I could almost interchange Sony and Nintendo, but I like my reasoning is, is for one, we're interested in those Nintendo classic games. So True. we have that benefit of doing that where most gamers, especially if you're young, you do not care about yeah. 60 Nintendo 64 games at all or super NES or NES games. So that's where like, I could see it switch. Like me personally, I would say that I do prefer like Nintendo, but I think overall and in general, like Sony and Nintendo can be flip flopped based on the type of gamer you are. We do tend to be the older crowd. So like that, you know, the 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 64 emulation and all the other older consoles. Yes, we get to play that and it's awesome. But uh, kids, kids who have a switch, they don't care about those games. So I think I think that's something that's, you know, to to nintendo's detriment because they'll never you know that they will never release like a legend of zelda game on a streaming service day one i can <laughs> no. guarantee you there's like no. a negative percentage they don't that. ever need to though because yeah, people exactly. are gonna buy a bazillion copies every time mm-hmm. of course <laughs> that's a good point barry that's i mean you know i wasn't even considering the demographic that the first graphics they saw were ps3 and 360 yeah. and wii u we you know so you know, you bring up a pretty good point. Um, that we're like, uh, that we're <laughs> yeah, like there's definitely a case to be yeah, made where yeah. you can probably get some newer gamers to try out like Ocarina of Time, prob- you know, because that one is considered one sure. of the greatest games of all time. But I think yeah. for the most part, people looking at that are going to people looking at those games on there that like we have fond memories of. And they're going to be like, I have no idea what this is. And it looks like crap. Then it probably also doesn't play very well. So, yeah. You know, there's there's definitely a different demographic who probably would put Sony's above Nintendo's. That's fair. But that's uh, all I have for news. OK, I have a couple here. Um, the first one that I definitely want to get into is the update on the Bayonetta story. 
Um, this is getting to be a big deal. Um, so we had a video released this week from Helena Taylor, the voice of Bayonetta in the first two games, coming out and saying that, no, it wasn't a conflict of schedule. It was the fact that they literally offered her $4,000 to voice Bayonetta, which is abysmal. Um, it's oh, kind of wow. going back and forth on this, and I was reading a bunch of things, and people were saying that, like, oh, this was probably because they didn't want her in the game anyway, and it was a way to get rid of her by just extremely lowballing her so they could get a bigger name, maybe, or they just didn't want to deal with her anymore. Regardless, um, you have her putting a video out there saying, you know, this was their final offer was $4,000. I think that's ridiculous. And she's actually calling for everybody to boycott Bayonetta 3, donate that $60 to charity instead. Is that going to work? Probably not. Um, but mm. the whole thing has been like, I've been super excited for Bayonetta 3 and now we're getting close and all this comes out and I'm just like, man, it kind of like ruined my excitement on it now. Um, you had the director of Bayonetta. Uh, he had to, he deleted his Twitter account. Um, so it's, it's a, uh, it's a mess. Yeah. Jennifer Hale basically saying she came out, I think today and was like, yeah, I can't talk about it. <laughs> and that was her answer. Cause it's not her fault. I don't blame her at no. all. Like they, they called her in to do the voices, but the whole situation is, is in my opinion, pretty bad. Yeah. Based on what I've been reading, uh, she, kind of she kind of felt like she had ownership of the bayonetta character which right. is probably why she thought she deserved more that's mm -hmm. not necessarily how that works like that is nintendo's character you know the bayonetta or right. platinum games's characters but i will admit four thousand dollars does seem like not a good it's low yeah it, low. that's not it's not a good one so a part of me kind of wonders why you would even offer four thousand dollars in the first place and then just be like, you know, no, you know, we're going to get a different voice actress or something like that instead. Like you could have just probably done that instead of offered her an abysmal $4,000 and then have her, you know, do this. Don't, yeah. don't even give, if you're not going to like resign them or, you know, I, I guess they were just trying to do pennies on the dime there where they're like, Oh, yeah. she says 4,000. Great. We got a steal. And then if not, we can go hire somebody else for probably, much less than what she wants to get paid for. There's uh, no way that they're paying the replacement $4,000 though. She's way too big of a name in the voice acting community to be getting $4,000. Yeah. So like they, there's those, I, and I think to that point, there's still a lot of questions that maybe remain that right. we're not completely sure about yet, but yeah, like why that number, you know, cause yeah. like if you're trying to low ball <laughs> to eventually rise, I mean, after the success and the iconic voice that Bayonetta has um, because of that voice actress, like, is that a statement? Does the director have an issue? Like, these are the questions that are probably maybe popping up in your mind. Like, was there something in the, in the second or the first creation of Bayonetta that made somebody sour towards, towards her? So that's how they offered this third, or is it just simply being cheap to see if they could just get away with paying her four thousand dollars these are the questions obviously we don't know those answers yeah. but i i would think that that character whoever voices her is worth more than four thousand dollars oh for regardless, sure you yeah know? i don't know i mean i guess i looked at it as like if i'm being extra generous and say i mean say it takes two weeks 
to do all the voice lines, right? 80 hours. That's like $50 an hour. Um, that's, I mean, that's not bad, but again, that's not, I don't think the standard. And I think it would take more than two weeks to record mm -hmm. a game. Like that's a lot of dialogue. It is. So there's a lot of cutscenes. Yeah. And doing and a lot of talking. multiple takes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it just seems extremely low. So if that's the case, maybe you're looking at less than that. You're going down to like maybe 25 or less dollars an hour. Yeah. And then may, there and maybe there was something in it where she wanted a percentage mm -hmm. of like the game sales. Maybe that's why maybe they offered her as low as much as they did, because like the bay, I, I do think Bayonetta three is going to sell very well um, mm -hmm. based on all the trailers mm -hmm. I've seen. And maybe that's what she wanted. She's like, oh, you know, you can pay me this, but I also want a percentage of game sales. And then they go, no, we're going to give you four thousand and a percentage of game sales or something like that. Uh and then that's where like the quote for four thousand dollars comes out because technically that's what they offered her. So yeah, they could have come out and said that though, and they haven't. Yeah, right. They could have responded with that, been like, "Yeah, we did offer four thousand, but we offered her five percent of sales of the game and merchandise." You know, mm -hmm. and then it would look so bad. Twitters, correct. Yeah, it makes it look a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Maybe the maybe like the the person who hires talent for Bayonetta three, like was new didn't know how much this person was worth or something like that. Like they're, you know, again, yeah. there's a probably a bunch of stuff we don't know. Yeah. As of right now, it just looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real just bad. in general. I'm they did curious just, to see if it affects sales at all. Yeah. They did just release a new trailer too, uh, yeah. today for Bayonetta <laughs> yeah, 3. So it's kind of like, yeah, okay, we're trying, we're trying to cover it up. I see what they you guys are. are doing. Yep. They're like, Hey, look at the shiny trailer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, all right. Second thing I have is we have an update coming on the 19th, uh, which would be Wednesday of this week for Silent Hill. Um, supposedly, there are multiple games in the works, possibly another movie. Um, I love the first Silent Hill movie. Second one I could take or leave, but that first movie was great. So anything mm -hmm. more Silent Hill, I'm in. I don't know about you guys. Yes. <laughs> Please give it to me. Like th this is one of those those uh, franchises where you're like, why was it so forgotten? Now mm -hmm. I I can agree for anybody who doesn't like the first movie, I get it. I liked it yep. a lot too. Um, I was just something about seeing Pyramid Head on screen, <laughs> and yep. and and seeing the nurses um, in that particular scene. Just in general, the the vibe of what Silent Hill is supposed to create. It was just really nice to see that. And I am surprised, as most gamers are, that they haven't really taken a step to put something out. I mean, we had the PT trailer that got us all excited. It's still revered for when it came out and what it did to the population who played it and, or watched somebody play it. So, <laughs> you know, to see that more is coming out, you know, I know that... There's got to be good things on the horizon. You know, it's we have so much time in yeah. between like the last Silent Hill and now that they can they can drop a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. I know, Barry, you're excited. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. Uh, <laughs> horror games and that's horror movies are thing. not my specialty. So, <laughs> yep. And, uh, and I do know the history of like Silent Hill and how like beloved that franchise is. And it's if they're making more than finally their people are finally going to be getting what they want. And then that's what that's what makes me happy. Yeah. The fact that people will finally yeah. get stuff that they're looking forward to. 
Um, am I happy that it's probably another scary game you guys are going to want, want me to play? No, I'm not exactly thrilled. I mean, well, like, you know, there was a time we were talking about being old. There was a time where it was Resident Evil or Silent Hill. You know, that was like the, that was like the Kobe Tracy McGrady. If I can quote (laughs) something else that makes me feel old. Like there was like, you were, there were people that were on a side, you know, where you're like, no, I'm not playing that. I'm playing Silent Hill. So I, I remember that from back in the day. I think like the similarities were there for Resident Evil and Silent Hill, but Silent Hill was always more psychological. Whereas Resident Mm -hmm. Evil was like zombies, you know, like stuff running after you. I, I appreciate that it took a slightly more like, I'm going to mess with you as opposed to Resident Evil. So I'd be interested to see what they can do now. Um, And then the last piece of news I have is, is news I'm going to label as okay with a big question mark. Um, We got a stranger things crossover in far cry six one. Why now? And two. Yeah. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I watched like, uh, I mean, I own far cry six. But I watched somebody play through it because I couldn't be bothered to reinstall it. But uh, okay, I, I just don't understand why now and why at all. Really, so weird. There's probably a percentage of people who like love Far Cry and are playing it, and then that's who they're making it for. It's just yeah. I do believe that yeah, there's a very small percentage of people who are doing it, and they had come out with some Stranger Things like related stuff before, mm-hmm. so. This is just kind of, I guess, adding on to it. But, you know, Far Cry 6, if you're still playing it, there's some new content for you. I know it's been on sale a lot lately, and I don't think the game's terrible. I just never finished it. I got bored. Mm -hmm. There was too much. It's it's just another UB. It's just another 120 hour game. (laughs) It's it's just that now. (laughs) Yep. But I'll pass it over to you, Craig. That was all my news. Um, I have, uh, like kind of some trailer news. The first one was about the ba- Bayonetta three trailer. <laughs> and it's just kind of funny where the original like news earlier in this show did go. Um, I just wanted to mention how, like looking at it, it, I was excited. That, it's just so funny talking about this now after, <laughs> after we were talking about that. I'm excited for it being built on the switch plat for the switch platform, because, what I'll talk about later in the show is I beat Bayonetta and I'm in Bayonetta two. I was trying to just like sneak that in before scorn. <laughs> so I'm just experiencing why you should be excited barring the other news for Bayonetta three. And uh, the new trailer definitely showed a playable character that you seem to play a lot more um, than, and without unlocking, you know, without the uh, Devil May Cry Bayonetta style of having of like playing the game and then unlocking like other people you can play as. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys saw that trailer. C- clearly, they have dropped another trailer that I didn't even see yep. today to just brush things <laughs> under the rug. But the uh, I don't know how excited you are. You were after you saw that trailer, but it kind of got me excited. The new character looks great. And uh there's just like those classic they just keep adding demons that she uses in in, in her various combos and 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 i it's it's hard to think that that's the kind of game that keeps trying to top itself and i you know i was excited after seeing that particular trailer that was my first bit of news i don't know if you guys have anything to say really i mean it <laughs> just, looks no, good no. the game no yeah band out of three i'm excited yeah for. yeah yeah are you uh are you canceling your pre-order either no. of you 
or did you pre-order, Craig? I don't pre-order anything. (laughs) That's right, you don't. Um, The other trailer I had to talk about is they also dropped a Sonic trailer demonstrating a little (laughs) bit more of the... uh, of the battle system, but mainly showing off a skill tree, if you can call it that. I don't know if you guys saw this trailer, but they showed a very, 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 very small, very small skill tree that is supposed to be part of the game. But as the trailer went on, it kind of made a little bit more sense. As you progress through the game, you unlock specific um, things that can essentially add to your combos or are going to be specific ways to defeat certain enemies, battle certain bosses, things like that. I like that they make an attempt there because I've honestly, in the last three months, been trying to like Sonic, <laughs> like this game that's coming out. Like I like Sonic from like my gaming, you know, just my gaming background, but I've been trying to like this game. Now, what the trailer showed again is like, I don't know how this open world is going to play out. I know that they have it sectioned off probably into stages, just like making, bringing some of the older games into it by having a stage, but it looks open world, but it still looks like a pretty barren landscape to me. The enemies, there was a couple of bosses that looked fine, but the enemies don't look exciting. And I'm trying to grasp the idea of this dropping in November and it being 65 to 70 on Metacritic right now. So I don't know. Did you guys happen to see the trailer at all? Yeah, I did not. Um, It's it's, it's a very small skill tree, Craig. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I'm more so excited for when the embargo drops for this game. (laughs) Cause like, I'm so curious because to me, it still looks like a train wreck and like, Mm -hmm. I really want to play it. Um, just to see if it's like as bad as I think it is, but like, is this not coming out the same day or the day before God of War? Correct. Yes. Like yes. it's coming there out. Is, the day before. There is absolutely zero chance that anybody except maybe small children is picking this up instead of God of War. Zero chance. Right. Like if you have the mm-hmm. option and you can only buy one, are you buying God of War or Sonic? It's not even like you don't even think about it. Yeah. So I just can't imagine this game is going to sell well. I feel like we're going to see it after the holidays for like 20 or 30 bucks. And that's sad to me. Yeah, because I I want it to. I want it to be good. Why is it so hard to get Sonic right? Why why is everybody else at least putting out two to three good installments in a 10 year span or a five, 10 year span? It's just. Why can't you get Sonic right? Why? Going fast <laughs> you know? is difficult. Apparently. It's very difficult. <laughs> it is. Yes, <laughs> I, um, guess. I and don't then know. The last thing I had was some smaller news. It's uh, Elden Ring. Uh, latest patch, patch 1.07, hints at DLC, including a new Legacy Dungeon. Um, the patch itself also did some minor quality of life improvements. It buffed magic. It helped with the PVP balancing, but the speculation continues and continues to rise on the DLC coming out for Elden Ring, which is pretty interesting to me because there are still streamers playing it. Like it's the first, like it's the first month that it's out. And if we're talking about Elden Ring as a legacy, as a game of the year, uh, you know, I, I am interested to see what they drop. In terms of that, uh, it's not. I'm not saying I'm going to go back and play it immediately, 
but the rising talk of this uh, downloadable content on there and them adding to an already incredibly immersive world that is Elden Ring is uh, it's just nice to see, you know, they can keep supporting that game as long as they want. People are playing it without like, you know, with besides, you know, standard patches, people are still playing it religiously. I still haven't beaten. The that was the other boss. thing I had. Still haven't. So, so like, I don't have much to say about it, but when talking about Elden Ring, there's actually, and this has nothing to do with like the video game itself, but Bandai Namco and From Software did a limited edition, uh, a limited edition release of the vinyl set for uh, Elden Ring, and it looks fantastic. But mm. there has been a huge issue with people getting missing or duplicate discs. So it's like a four, it's like a four disc set, and they're getting three duplicates of disc three, oh, wow. uh, and not getting oh, the wow. other discs. So, and this is only just something because I follow the video game vinyl like Reddit, and apparently they're having such an issue with this because first off, it was limited edition. These were numbered, oh. so if you start repressing them, you're te- like it's like you've ruined now the limited edition portion of things, and people at this point are being offered just refunds for um for it. Like you get to co- of course keep your keep the discs that you got. But uh, at this point, Bandai Namco is like, hey, we can't fulfill the orders like, you know, we're not repressing the discs. You either can put in a ticket and hope that something gets repressed at some point or just take your refund and take the mess that it is uh, (laughs) at that point. I think it's just insane how like. uh, I've never really, you know, I will say with Bandai Namco, that's right. My collector's edition of Tales of Arise was delayed by like a good two weeks. And that's when mm. I gave you that code, Craig. So yeah. um, it it just stinks for any like vinyl player and it's just uh, any like vinyl enthusiast, I should say. And it's just too bad that it seems like there's going to be a ton of people who love Elden Ring that maybe their like experience of the game is spoiled because of the fact that they got this vinyl set and it's, you know, things have been ruined because, you know, it hasn't been fulfilled properly. It's an interesting yeah, story. You guys like might that. want to look at that. If there's one thing we know, it's that vinyl collectors are uh, willing to stay calm, right? <laughs> yeah, vinyl only got big, re- you know. <laughs> vinyl only made a recent comeback. They could probably wait another 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even know that, but I, I don't normally get into vinyl on for video game soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Not yet, anyway. Mm-hmm. That sucks to pay for that kind of money. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Oh, it yeah, definitely the re- wasn't. <laughs> it, the refund doesn't make you feel any better. Yeah. I, I get a little bit worried about the Horizon vinyl set now that I've ordered it, but I'm going to go with, I got to direct, like, I just have to hope that Sony knows better. So Sony has to, like, look at that and be like, yeah, we can't do that. So, yeah, true. But yeah, that's going to be it for news this week. Let's get into games in which the games we played are all of us have played Scorn. Yeah, baby. not have beat not have beaten it yet. I am apparently two thirds of the way, according to my roommate. And <laughs> uh, much like you, Craig, I played Bayonetta 2 and uh, Bayonetta 2 is a lot, a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Scorn for me and also NHL 23. All right. Um, okay. I. uh 
I had myself a like longer weekend and I needed something real chill. So I finally got convinced to play Disney Dreamlight Valley. <laughs> so that's the other additional game. I've only played five hours, so I can save that till 2024 because of all the other <laughs> games coming out that I'm going to yeah. be playing. But but if, if you want a quick hot take, I can throw that at the end. But other than that, it's Scorn and Bayonetta. That game's so chill, though. I, I love Disney Dreamlight Valley. It's just so nice. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it as well. <laughs> we can, we you can know what's not chill? Scorn. Scorn. <laughs> Finally. Wait. Finally. Okay, so I want to I wanna start with... Obviously, I have beaten it. You two have not. But I feel like it's only fair that we start with Barry's impressions. Do it. Being the all most right. excited of all of us to play this. Yes. Uh... Currently trending at a 72 on Metacritic, only sure. one point higher than Soul Hackers 2. So I so don't want to hear that this is also a top five game. There's also more reviews on Soul Hackers 2. So oh, Scorn, I think, will eventually drop. Game uh, I'm glad it's not <laughs> like 10 out of 10 games of the year, to be honest. And if you're going to fight it, for Soul Hackers, I'll fight for Scorn. I'm not actually fighting for Soul Hackers. <laughs> because, but uh, with Scorn, there's definitely some cooler aspects to it. I definitely think the art design is kind of it's super unique. Of course, it is mm -hmm. definitely oh, yeah. something that like I guess more probably a lot of video gamers are desensitized and especially like new, you know, new media kind of has us desensitized to all like the phallic, you know, <laughs> based statues and like the weird kind of, you know, gore that this game shows just itself wait. off to be. Just wait. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just very, it's a very strange game. Like for the most part, I, and I can see why people are so confused about it. One, it's a pretty short experience, which is nice, especially mm -hmm. in games today. But mm -hmm. like two things, like there is no help for you in this game. I spent way mm -hmm. too I spent way too long on the prologue because <laughs> I I didn't know about like the I like and it was the whole puzzle with getting an egg mm -hmm. and yes. that kind of thing. I thought I did it and then I didn't. So I'm like running around this huge map for all intensive purposes forever. And then I have yeah. to go online to figure out the answer to the puzzle. Cause I had no clue about what to do next. I do think the first person shooting, like in what world can you not walk and reload at the same time? Like it's almost yeah. like this man, you can't chew gum and walk at the yeah. same time as I think the equivalent of this. So the the gunplay is is definitely left more to be desired. I think the puzzles are good and unique. I just really wish there wasn't like such a rough puzzle upgrade for me. There was there's this one puzzle where you have to get these gears to all light up at once. And I spent mm -hmm. I had to have my roommate come in and like look <laughs> at it for a little bit and like yep. practically. So, and, and he did solve both of them because for me, I just I was getting so frustrated at it because yeah. at some point, you know, like how with Uncharted does it stuff, they usually try to give you some help mm -hmm. at some point. This game doesn't give you that. It's just you either get it or you don't. And then you're looking it up on, you know, on your phone to figure out the the solution to the puzzle. So there's definitely, I think, a lot left to be desired at that point. Uh, I do think the game is intriguing enough to me the same way blonde was to where i i want to know more i want to know what's going on like it's that sense of discovery because this game has that yeah. weird bit of it it's just that 
There's also no dialogue. Like I was looking for a subtitles button when I first started the game up <laughs> and there's no need Nothing. for subtitles because Nothing. no one talks. No. Yep. So no one talks. it it's, I, I get it's going for this super atmospheric type of game. I definitely see where like people be like, yeah, this is a really interesting form of art. This, you know, this game kind of exudes what games can show off. And then there's go- definitely going to be the other people that go, yeah, this game is terrible. Like it sucks. So yeah, this game will end up being a divisive portion. Uh, thanks for me. I need to get to the ending, which apparently I'm getting pretty close to. I wouldn't be surprised if I finished it th- after we're recording here today. It's just a matter of does the ending stick and does it explain anything that's going on? Because to be honest, there is I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just walking around hoping that I don't die for the fifth time because the the little, you know, long shot spitters are hitting me from across the map with a oh, with a point yeah. five second reload where I can't I have to aim my gun down the barrel for a good five seconds before I can even get an accurate shot. So yep. you could probably make some life, you know, you could definitely make some upgrades to make the game, I think, a little bit easier for people. But it's definitely there's definitely some very frustrating points about this game that I'm not you know particularly happy about. Did that like did the game need the first person shooting, gentlemen? I mean, I don't think it did, but I think it would be very monotonous if it didn't. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. I, like I, I think it needed it, but it just needs to, it needs to do better with it. Either like make it so we can't shoot, but maybe we have to outsmart the enemy, much like with Doctor sure. X. In some of like the other mm-hmm. Resident Evil games, right? is it Doctor X is his name? I'm thinking Mr. of the Doctor Mister X. Mister X. X, sorry. Yeah. Where like it's not so much about shooting him; it's about solving a puzzle while he's chasing you. Because uh, sometimes yeah. in Scorn, you know, they these enemies can be killed, but you're not really meant to face these things one on one, especially some um, of them. So it's just yeah, like if you get sponges. caught in a corner, they're if you get caught in a corner, there's no like leeway. There's no like, oh, like here, we'll let you phase through him so you can run right. past and do your and, and, and like try and get yourself some space. If you get stuck in a corner, you're not going anywhere. You're stuck. You're getting you're getting killed and restarting. So, yeah. you know, the they're trying to add a little bit of pressure and kind of like the whole, you know, anxiety portion of things to it. I just wish that they did that part a little bit better because the gunplay like it is it is really, really rough until you get like that shotgun uh mm-hmm. because that pistol is terrible that pistol and <laughs> I, i'm sorry but what's even the point of the gun that like is a literal like push like it's, your melee. It, it's for the i know but it was for the i know but it's like a the... it's a pokey stick that's all it is it doesn't have any range it it's takes your, too long to move up all back when you run out of ammo because they don't give you very much ammo in this game it's very Gee. seldom just give I, me a stick like to beat it with at that point. Like the, well, I'd like to the say fact- that it's specific. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, well, no, no. It's just no, like, I get annoyed the fact that it's like two pumps of a shot. And then yeah. I have to wait another 15 seconds for it to reload while the yeah, enemy if you has- hit him in the head. It kills him. See, I, I'm like, I'm not sure exactly about that portion of things. <laughs> like sometimes that happens and other times it doesn't. So it's like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how accurate all that stuff is. <laughs> Yeah, it's, okay. it's it, I thought, honestly, as I was playing through it, that that besides being a fallback when you run out of ammo, it's felt like they were specifically giving you that gun to to kill those those things that sprayed the mist 
in the mm-hmm. one section or the like i think it was act two or whatever chapter two whatever it's called you know and i found those to be pretty funny because as i was getting through that part i was like are there any enemies in this game because i i was i was told there was at least some type of first person shooting i found it interesting where they decided to start adding danger danger you know because at that point in the game you have such a i'm quite safe feeling and maybe all these sounds that i'm hearing that are disgusting are just because you had like the i mean this is not going to ruin it for anybody but there's something in like the second part too that you kind of follow and then he and then he it's not a jump scare but he jumps on you Yep. So like I was like, okay, but I'm not supposed to fight that thing. You know, that's all that was like cutscenes. So they it's so long and it's not a long game, but you're in the game so long without having to think in terms of that type of survival that when it when it when you finally do get the enemies, it actually changes your perspective a little bit. Barry, I'm with you. Craig, you're probably gonna say the same thing. The first person shooting is bleh. You know, it's not the best thing. The guns look freaking cool, though. Um, <laughs> reloading does look cool. It's just the time and in the moment is not cool. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, like, for me, the atmosphere, I liked the H.R. Geiger aspect, which he did Aliens. Mm-hmm. So when I we when I first played that, I first w- walked through the first fifteen minutes of it. I thought it was just the movie Prometheus. It just <laughs> looked like the movie Prometheus, which I was a fan of. Specifically, w- what um organisms and what their uh, their abode looked like. Like they're just giant temple abode that they spend the majority of the movie in. So like that's where I got a lot of satisfaction. Um, it's sound heavy. I wish I had played the portion that I played with headphones on um, to create even more of an atmosphere. I actually turned the game up a little bit to scare myself a little bit more, or at least creep myself out a little bit more. The game's not scary, but it does creep mm-hmm. me out. So they nailed it there. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to get such polarizing reviews because of the other things, Barry, again, that you mentioned, and Craig, you're probably going to get into as well. That's what affected it for me. And the puzzle the puzzle that you were talking about with the egg, they made the ones that you had to find so indistinguishable from the other ones that you literally had to stare at the screen for like 15 seconds and be like, Oh, that's the one I have to move all the way to the left, you know, or whatever. So there was that too, that, that pissed me off. That, that puzzle did piss me off. Uh, But anyway, Craig, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I think it's like, it's an interesting choice to me that that first puzzle is going to make a vast majority of people stop playing the game, right? Because it's so difficult and they put you in this insanely large area with a million places you can go. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. So at that point you have to decide like, am I going to be okay with this type of game or, or not? Because if you're not, you should just stop. Right. Because the whole game is like that. To me, this game is literally just an old school adventure game, right? Like that's, it's all it is. It's puzzles. It's yes, you have guns, but it's kind of a last resort because one, your reload is slow. Your aim down sight is slow. Um, To me, it's just like this. It was like an old school, like PlayStation one game to me. And I, I like that. Um, I, 
because the ammo is so few and far between, I spent the majority of my time like faking out enemies and running around them instead of trying to kill them because you're just going to waste all your ammo. And it's so pointless because you'll, you know, there might be like two enemies and you use all your ammo and then you go into the next room and there's three more. Right. And then you're like, oh, what do I do? Um, there was there was a point, I think it was like act four for me where I had to um, I don't want to like spoil stuff. There's like a giant monster and you have to open three yeah. sides of it. Right. And I had opened the first one and I was at the point where I had no ammo. I had nothing to refill my health and I was at one hit to die. And that's what it, my checkpoint was. So I had to spend like 30 minutes like trying to juke past enemies and just dying over and over. And to me, it didn't it wasn't like frustrating. It just reminded me of me when I was a kid trying to play like not necessarily like Ninja Resident Gaiden. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, man, that checkpoint was terrible. My only option is to completely restart this act or yeah. or get good. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. figure out a way um, that puzzle that you're talking about, Barry, with the lights. Mm -hmm. Right. That you had a hard time with. I did the first one. I couldn't. The second one I was there and I was like spinning it around forever and I could not figure it out. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to load my game that way I can start over. But I didn't realize that my load was like an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, so boy. I, so yeah. I loaded it and I was I almost stopped playing because I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I have to do all this over again. Um, but overall, like I enjoyed the game. Um, very safe to say that when you beat this game, you're still not going to know what happened or what's going on. They don't explain anything. At all nothing like i couldn't even tell you what i played um <laughs> <laughs> the when you get at the end like the uh the gross factor amps up quite a bit um uh not like to me i don't know i guess maybe i'm desensitized because we play so many horror games but like mm -hmm. there's some things that you do at the end and i was like oh my god um it's pretty gross uh there's Man, there's a lot. And I I don't know. I guess I'll have to look it up because I watched that ending cutscene and I had no idea what they were trying to say. No, none. <laughs> Absolutely none. Uh, but for me, I was like, oh, you know, that was a fun four hours. Frustrating, yes. Um, but I felt like I felt good when I figured out the puzzles. Mm -hmm. Right. You're just mm -hmm. like, yes, I figured it out on my own. Um, it's not a game of the year for me at all, but I think me personally, I would give it like a solid seven out of 10. I think it was done. It's something different. I enjoy different stuff. And yep. I didn't think I don't think the shootings as bad as you guys think. I just think I... They, they force you to be selective, which is a very old school type of way, way to play a game, yeah. right? It's not fast first person shooter. It's if you're going to shoot, you better have it lined up because we're not giving you any more ammo. <laughs> and that's going to turn people off, right? And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, it's seven out of ten for me. If you do finish it, Barry, I, I would love to know what your thought is as far as what the story is. because <laughs> I got nothing. I, I have been drawing conclusions to what's going on, and I'm interested to see. Like you say, it gets worse. Like I oh, am yeah. at that. I'm at that three. I'm at that monster thing at the moment. So uh, I'm not sure oh. how far that is in that game, but it it's is. Once you get past that, it starts getting a little weird. Okay. Not that it isn't weird already. <laughs> Not that yeah. it isn't weird already. That was like that section. I was like, this is weird. And why is he staring at me? <laughs> and then there's like a, 
what I would consider like the only boss fight in the game um, okay. that's coming up for you. And like that whole section, I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> gross. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's you're right. Being different and them succeeding in like making different interesting, I think, is something that, you know, the game can be commended on. It's I I don't know, like I would have much rather you give me just that gun at the beginning of the game rather than give me that weird pushy thing. Like (laughs) I, I I do hate the beginning portion when I when I finally got a gun, I was able to like, okay, like I stand a chance now, Mm -hmm. but those little tiny things, they reload in 0.5 seconds and they're yep. accurate. You don't dodge those. You you yep. got to yeah. like I because at, at one point during those puzzle portion of things, I would just go into the puzzle because I'd be invincible yeah. because they're not hitting mm-hmm. you after that. So mm-hmm. you complete the puzzle, grab your thing and you run out of the room and yep. hopefully you live. So that's where that, that's where eventually I got to because it's just like they're you're right they're. I don't think you're supposed to try to be fighting all these people. You can, if you want. Um, but you know, it's, it's almost like the, the toddler section in resident evil village <laughs> yep. to where yep. you're not really doing anything to that thing. All you can really do is outsmart it. And that's <laughs> yeah. really all, all you're meant to do with it. So you want to play that again. You know, it definitely wouldn't, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as bad for sure. No, you know, no, nothing is worse than not knowing that baby's coming exactly yeah nothing yeah that was yeah uh okay what else bayonetta 2 and bayonetta 2 uh what i'll what i'll say for bayonetta 2 because my my impressions are still gonna be pretty short on it i'm more than halfway through the game but uh it, it was hard for me to imagine that bayonetta 2 like is that much better than the original bayonetta just like with combat wise and fluidity i I really, really enjoy just like the zaniness that Bayonetta gives me, especially like when I'm going from Scorn to Bayonetta, <laughs> like it is just two yeah. absolutely separate things that don't relate. Oh, yeah. And it's just like Scorn. I'm interested because I have no idea what the heck's going on. Bayonetta, I have no idea what it's going on, but it's fun. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a, that's mm-hmm. all I know. So uh, like Bayonetta 2 just kind of ups the ante with everything with the with the combos you can do with the meter, all of the different other options you have in that game of like, you have the ability to do a lot and I'm hoping that Bayonetta three, like just continues to build on top of that, which it looks like it's going to, and looks like it's going to take advantage of the switch. Cause the Wii U like Bayonetta two was definitely kind of confined because it was on a Wii U to be fair and mm-hmm. nobody really ever played it so yep. switch though everybody's got a switch so hopefully they're Everybody. just hopefully bayonetta's ready to make her grand reveal on one of the you know better more popular selling nintendo systems yeah that's fair i um to give my opinion of it going beating bayonetta and going right into bayonetta 2 i can't tell you how many times in the original bayonetta i was like who was this game made for <laughs> because playing it on normal was so frustrating for me at least i didn't nail like any of the the combat the way i wanted to at certain parts i felt like i didn't get over a silver uh metal yeah i i i I kept screaming out like who is this game for because 
I tried to just play it on. I, I I'm the kind of person like uh, like most gamers. I just want to play it on normal for the normal experience. Well, normal is annoying. Yep. And um, I forget the uh the portals that you go through for like the extra events. Yeah, the uh, Muslim Muslim Muslim. Thank you. Yeah. Those were insane. Even like the first or second or third one were insane. And like while the story like. You pay attention and you don't pay attention to the Bayonetta story. That's the way it appears to me. It's like something's happening. She's doing a backflip. Some demon pops up. An angel flies in a book showing you who the, <laughs> what the name of the new angel is. Yep. And then I'm going to fight again. So, like, I don't care necessarily. It's how Devil May Cry's story eventually got for me. Like, the first and the second one I was paying attention to. Even the third one. But, like, I stopped, like, paying, paying attention. But transitioning from one into two because i'll tell you what gentlemen i'll say it right on the air today by the end of the first bayonetta i turned like the last couple of uh of uh levels down to easy i just did i wanted to beat it at that point and no offense to the game you know i just was so confused as to why to me at least i don't know if you guys had the same why it was so hard to me and Bayonetta 2 pops off and number one, you go in and there's a lot more collectibles in the first Bayonetta. I stuck with the main sword because nothing of uh, none of the other weapons seemed that appealing to me. Every new weapon in Bayonetta 2, I want to equip either on her arms or her legs. They up the ante with the set pieces. And while Bayonetta 1 on the switch, I think has a more forgiving uh, cut scene or uh, sorry, a uh, quick time event. They're more forgiving when you miss it because I'm trying to watch in the first one. I was trying to just watch the cutscene, <laughs> So my hands off the controller, I'm taking a sip of water. And then I'm like, Oh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to do a front <laughs> flip there. And now she's dead. Well, thank you. know, they're, they're, they're really generous with that. But the, the second one hits right out the gate. It looks better. She looks more mature, but still Bayonetta. You're fighting angels and demons in this one. Uh, the bosses are like freaking incredible. They feel like more God of War esque than the other one. So even though Bayonetta did have some great uh, scenes with bosses, so the momentum of what Bayonetta two provided for me, and I'm about halfway sixty percent through, is what made me immediately excited until again earlier in the show about Bayonetta three. Because if that's what they're nailing in Bayonetta two, that was confined to the Wii U, but then got a Switch uh, release. That's again to say earlier, I cannot wait to see what something built for the Switch specifically, Bayonetta wise, um, is it will look like. So it's a great game. I like the second one a lot better. It's more refreshing to play. It's not easier, but it is easier and more fluidity, accessible. more accessible, and the fluidity mm-hmm. fluidity of her combos. And the actual Gates of Hell has good has stock that I want to buy in this one and can afford to buy. Because in the first one, if you're not good, you're not getting any of that stuff, you know. And did you guys have like an issue with the first one like I did? Just oh, yeah. like just just yep. just staying alive. It's tough. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like Ninja Gaiden tough. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, there's definitely like a, por- a portion of me that was like, oh, wow, Bayonetta 2 is so much easier. Like there are times like especially yep, in Bayonetta yep. 2's like opening act, I'm getting pure platinums now just because <laughs> yeah. it seems as though one like 
I'm going to go with like the up and like frames per second gives you that little bit of extra time for your, your dodge to activate witch time. I think that has a lot to do with it, but yeah, Bayonetta one, like you definitely didn't get as much candy as you did to like heal yourself or do anything with. You usually yeah. had to make it. Yeah. Uh, and like with that, I think that's why I'm having so much more fun with Bayonetta two because on normal yes. I'm doing good. And I think that's what they, I think that's what they're nailing right now is that balance. You know, there definitely is a couple times where I get hit and, you know, there's sometimes where I'm low and I need to be smarter with my movements. Uh, but there are other times when, especially a boss battle, like it just starts to click. You're like dodge, hit, 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 dodge, hit, hit. And it just keeps building and building and building. And you're like, okay, I'm invincible. You literally, <laughs> you know, get that feeling of I, you've downloaded his move set and now you just need to defeat yeah. him and yep. get it and do it in the most stylish way possible because it, it's fun with Bayonetta in the cutscenes where you need to be pressing X or Y and I never know which one. So I'm just guessing. So yeah. even before something <laughs> happens, I'm mashing X and then there's a two second delay when yeah. it's, oh, I was supposed to mash Y. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But Such good I, games. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, So let me just say this. NHL 23. It's an NHL game. Moving on. That's literally all I'm going to say about it because they didn't change anything. You know, I will. That's actually surprising to hear because I heard I've been reading some of the reviews that like the on ice stuff is a lot like a lot better on NHL. I'm I'm not buying it when it's seventy bucks. I'm going to wait till Black Friday. Yeah, and get it on like a forty dollars sale or something like that. You can at least do the ten hour trial. That's right. We do have the ten hour trial. You're right with EA Play. So I'm at least going to do that uh, for sure, just to see whether or not it finally gets there for me. NHL has been the same game for ever years. Yeah, forever. I don't know. I just I guess I didn't see like it plays well enough, right? It plays how I expected to. Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't see anything new, in my opinion. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is just NHL. Like I played like two games, did the 10 hour trial, and I was like, yeah, I don't need to play this anymore. Definitely not going <laughs> to be using all 10 hours. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I really I would rather play FIFA than NHL. There honestly. we go. Okay. Like it's just a better game overall. Well yeah, there we go. So that's gonna be the games we played this week. Uh other than that, we're gonna go into movies and TV shows, which we have the season finale of She Hulk, the season yep. finale of Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Uh hey, that's all I have. What about you guys? Um, She-Hulk for me, I'm not, I watched one episode of Rings of Power, so I need to like hunker down okay. into that. And then I watched, uh, the new Hellraiser movie. Oh, okay. Okay. I, um, I finished She-Hulk. I caught, caught up and then caught the last episode. You guys maybe can go on without me with Rings of Power because it just doesn't entice me enough. There's some new trailers that made me feel like a little better, but like based off of what I heard you guys say about like how the <laughs> beginning's kind of like takes Snooze a bit yeah yeah i need i need a little bit more um excitement to go that but she hulk she hulk and then i watched halloween ends uh i'm like halfway through that i need to finish it so she hulk then because we've yeah. all gotten through she hulk mm-hmm. <laughs> so she she hulk as a show i actually do enjoy just because it is a lot different from your regular marvel show 
And mm-hmm. I get that they are playing on that to a T with the season yep. finale portion of things and yeah. definitely breaking the fourth wall in the meta, which is something that she does a lot in her comics, yep. apparently. A lot. So <laughs> it's it's refreshing to see this kind of new, I guess, take on it with me where like the season finale, like all of this stuff comes together and you're like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And She-Hulk goes, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. And then, yeah, you know, she breaks the fourth wall by jumping yeah. into another. Kicking you uh, back to the home screen. Yeah. yeah Disney Disney Plus, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was real good. Yeah. Yeah. And then jumping into another Marvel thing with Marvel Assembled yep. and then going into the Kevin Feige bot <laughs> and talking to him to get the ending changed. Yep. There, there are definitely some slow points to the season. I de- I do think though there's a lot of fun to be had. Like it it takes itself not as seriously as any of the other ones, and I like that comedy portion of things. Yep. Like, yeah. not that like the Daredevil one for me was one of the best episodes, but it's not just that Daredevil was in it. It's the fact that it's the hero with like you know the rip leap it and rip it or rip it and leap it. I don't yeah yeah whatever. Yeah, that, that catchphrase he says it's, like four or five yeah, times. Yeah, it's it's just so stupid, but it's just fun, uh, and 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 that's what I like about the series. And I do see why people don't like it as well, though, because it's not regular Marvel stuff, and that's going to be the kind of problem you run into when you're trying to experiment with this kind of thing. Like, there are so many people that texted me, like, "Did you watch the She-Hulk finale?" And I hadn't watched it yet because this weekend I was at a wedding, and. I'm just like, no, I hadn't watched it yet. And at the end of it, they're all like, man, it's an experience. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK, like you won't tell me if it's bad or good. Uh, <laughs> but overall, like I watched it and I thought it was good. It's an experience, but I, I enjoyed what they did with it because it's so much different from anything else that they've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I think this is one of the best shows they've ever done, personally. Um, OK, it doesn't like Marvel has like it's kind of been stuck in a box and I don't think it's a bad box at all, but like all the Marvel shows are like the same thing. And then for She-Hulk to come along and literally say all the Marvel stuff is the same thing, like literally to the Kevin bot. Um, Like I appreciate that they can look at it and be like, just like the comics, like it doesn't always have to be super serious. You can have a show that's not directly tied into what's going on in the Marvel universe. And is just there to be, a comedy and a, a comedy uh, courtroom drama. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, like that's cool. It's, it's something different. You have all these Marvel characters that you can bring into a She-Hulk show that would never see the light of day in anything else ever. Um, like the characters in the, uh, when she goes to the abominations um, retreat, oh, retreat. And she's talking yeah. to all of them, like porcupine and all those guys, those are people that you would never see in a normal Marvel show, but they're perfect for a She-Hulk show. Um, I mean, all I really want is, is She-Hulk and Deadpool to interact. I think that would be hilarious. That would be sick. They, they both break the fourth wall all the time. Um, but yeah, for me, like this is one of the best shows they've ever done. And I think that it's already confirmed. They're doing a second season. I think, um, good. I think this should be a regular and you don't necessarily have to bring her into the movies. I know they kind of joked about it when he said, no, the Kevin bot was like, no, yeah. you're not going to be in the movies. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her in, but I don't think they necessarily have to. She can kind of exist off to the side. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take your take on it, Greg. 
I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's something different. It's one of my favorite Marvel uh, bits of media mm-hmm. as of late, so to speak. Um, it doesn't take itself seriously, but there are some serious parts. You know, there's the real struggle of her trying to decide is it, like or her ch- grappling with She-Hulk's fame and it being with her professional life versus like Jennifer as a person and they do it in a funny way they talk you know the dating portion where she couldn't find somebody who just wanted her for her and then the person that she found for her is not spoiling not for her um (laughs) but you know you know they had like even just like some of the comedy like again the daredevil one i think is also one of the best episodes of the season him um explaining the difference between a henchman and a goon i was i like keeled over laughing I was I thought that was hilarious and I was wondering why I enjoyed the comedy of this entire show so much the director and like the creator also wrote for Rick and Morty Robot Chicken like any silly type of show in that aspect that you could possibly think and I'm like there it is yeah you know and the combination of breaking the fourth wall and then her enough courtroom scenes I mean I could have used a little more fighting yeah. That's that's also why I did like the Daredevil episode because there actually was a little bit of fighting, but that's a very small nitpicky thing because I think what they were able to execute was what they were making fun of. It's not like the others. It's not the cookie cutter. It's not the same house on the on the block in the residential area with the picket fence. It's a different show, and the amount of content that Marvel puts out in general. Thank God they have something different because it's yeah it's just it's the same thing and for the people that don't like it because it's not the same that's that's you you know yeah. um, some people are the kind of people that just want to see something different every so often and think about the amount of Marvel that we've consumed since two thousand seven even <laughs> a lot so yeah. it's a lot mm-hmm. so. I'm glad it's there. I'm glad it's renewed for a second season. The last episode was awesome. She was on a freaking Disney Plus home screen, for gosh <laughs> sakes. And mm-hmm. it was just yep. great. And yelling at the bot. And also, they should do something with her and Deadpool, especially because yeah. of their similarities. And the t- and the, this, the humor similarity as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Marvel. Yeah, well an enjoyable series and able to make it different, not just, mm-hmm. you know, not just for the cameos for the most part is how I feel <laughs> like most of things go now. Uh, yeah. Rings of Power season finale. I know you guys have talked about it, gotten into a couple episodes. Yes, the beginning is slow. And I, I did not feel until these last three episodes to where there were some real stakes into the building of it <laughs> because it's okay. Well, you're told like, okay, this is what, you know, it's about. It's about the rings. Like, this is what it's about. And the entire season is the buildup to the rings. So, and that's not a spoiler. Like, that's that's just a fact. It's literally called Rings of Power. Like, (laughs) so, like, you get there and then they finally revealed, um, like, which character is Lord Sauron. Uh, Sorry, Lord Sauron. I'm not sure why it said it like that. Um, he gave it I'm some flair. Yeah, I did. Ha- I did, did have some that was there. dope. Um, but like, there's a like for me, it's for me. I'm like struggling with the fact that, and I'm gonna compare it to House of Dragons a little bit, to where I like Rings of Power because there's actually like some characters that are good and bad. 
um like it's kind of written out in 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 plain language there where in house of dragons you it doesn't seem like you have anybody to root for like everybody's a piece Mm. of crap in house of dragons (laughs) or is trying to deceive someone else like i like Mm. house of dragons for the political kind of medieval political house of cards thing that they're going for and then i like lord of the rings because of like the ancient fantasy of like aspect that they're going for and again yes the the first episodes are slow but like these these past three episodes i've had so much fun watching just because it's all kind of amounted to where the season finale comes into and that's like the big reveal of who plays uh who plays sauron and kind of what the stranger also what he's about so like all a lot there's all of the questions i think get answered in a good way and i think like it sets it up for a really good season um as a really good season, it sets it up for the next season. And that that's what I want to see more of. We want to see more of what, you know, what Lord of the Rings lore has to offer. And I think this show did a really good job of that. Okay. I am going to watch it. I just was struggling so hard to get into the show. Cause yeah. like, I was so pumped when they announced it. Cause I love Lord of the Rings. And that first mm-hmm. episode, I watched it like that, you know, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then I'm like, man, this is, this is boring. Like, I need something to happen. But again, like the Lord of the Rings movies, the beginnings were pretty stale, right? It's a whole lot of talking. Yeah, Yeah, until you got to the return of the king, and then it's all just an entire just fest of everything that you've ever wanted, right? especially war-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I do want to give it its due. I just am struggling to force myself to do it. Yeah, I completely understand. (laughs) I really do. That's a really good point, too, because like you can argue that um, Helm's Deep into Return of the King mm-hmm. is where all of it is. It's just like yeah, I feel stuff. like Helm's Deep is in that conversation. Like once you get to that battle and then through three, but you yeah. have to get there first. And that's a that's a good point, you know, um, and that kind of looks like how the season of the show is laid out, too. It's just like you just got to get to that hump. Because they are, it, it, it's a build-up type of series. Clearly, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. I just don't know. Like, I was planning on watching that, but I wanted to do She-Hulk first. Yeah, um, it's fair. And that's that's what keeps happening to me. Like, it's gonna be the same way this week. I'm not done with Cyberpunk, so I'm gonna do Cyberpunk first, and then I'm gonna do that. But like, what if next week there's another show that does the same? <laughs> like that. This is my problem with yeah. the show. Yep. Is I keep finding things that are just like I can get through this. They get to the point real quick, you know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Okay, Uh, Hellraiser, which came out on Hulu. Um, I don't know, Barry. I'm sure you haven't watched the original Hellraiser. Craig, no, the one that has needles pointing Mm. out of his face. No, I don't know what would make anybody see want to watch that. So here's the thing about. The original Hellraiser, because I just watched it like a week ago again um, to refresh. That is, in my opinion, like when you look at horror movies, I always feel like Hellraiser, specifically the first one, but the second one, too, is like masterclass in horror. I think Um, the you know, they're using people in in uh, out costumes. It's all practical effects. It's gross. Um, it's just like, even you look back at that movie, which was made in the eighties and you're like, I don't know how they pulled some of this stuff off, but they did. Um, it's just done so well. So it's hard 
you know, when they first said they were making a new one, I was like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I will say that um, the story is interesting. Um, if you don't know like what Hellraiser is, it's kind of like there's a box and uh, the people who find the box, they start messing with it because it's a puzzle. Um, and then once you complete the puzzle, there's like a little knife that comes out and cuts you. And then the, uh, what are they called? Ceno... Actually, Cino... they're called Cenobites or something is what yeah, their pinhead like and all of them are called. There's more than just pinhead. Um, but anyway, I will say that from watching the new movie, they adequately uh, brought over the grossness that you want to see in a Hellraiser. Like this movie is gross. You know, and like that's that's just what Hellraiser is. It's disgusting. Um, It's like, you know, chains coming out of nowhere and ripping people's flesh off and and, uh, needles in people's skin and throat and just gross. You know what I mean? And that's going to turn a lot of people off. I know it did with the original movie, but I think Mm -hmm. they did a pretty good job. I don't think it's better than the originals, but I enjoyed my time with it. Um, they kind of leave it open for another one. Don't know that we need that. But uh, and also, I don't think they're considered like male or female. But the pinhead in this one is definitely more female than the original was more male, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I had a good time with it. I would recommend it if you're into horror movies. Barry, do not watch this movie. It's going to gross you out. Sweet. Um, All right. Thanks for that. Craig, <laughs> go ahead and watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely going to. Um, I uh, I've always tried. Hellraiser's never been my favorite, mm-hmm. but I always like to give it a look just as a person yeah. who really enjoys horror. So mm-hmm. if it's gonna dial up the disgusting or keep the disgusting and <sighs> dial it up times like maybe like ten, I'm it's in so it. gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> Yeah, I thought something the other day that I really like gross stuff like with that, mm-hmm. and it's really funny because like I don't like getting like stuff on me but if i'm watching like yes. any type of like like especially like horror where like somebody's like in trails are coming out i'm like yeah like yeah it's just i'm a weirdo <laughs> exactly and, yeah um but uh speaking of entrails i guess uh Ooh. halloween ends yes halloween ends which is as far as we know the dramatic end to jamie lee curtis's run in the series, which is quite the long run. Yeah. So she is just as invincible as she is in every other one. Like I, like while I was watching this, I was wondering, I was wondering not in her younger years, but I was wondering how we can, how she can go toe to toe with Mike Myers in like her, uh, her older years, years, you know, she always just kind of has like this battle with him in like an enclosed space, normally a house in a specific part of the movie. It always seems, but they went a different direction with this one and it's not receiving good praise by certain people. I'm all for it. It, uh, it's like a focused without ruining it. It doesn't really, they focus on a younger kid in this one on like a teenager and he gets a lot of camera time and they spend a lot of time building his character up. And that's something that I really haven't seen. Cause it's just always about the same people or, you know it's just literally and this uh this guy comes out of left field that guy who plays him i don't know the actor's name but um at least by heart he really nails the role and i'm one of the people if you ever have this conversation or see this conversation get had online i'm one of the people who are on the side of liking where they went i heard uh stephen king 
was a big fan of the way they do that. And they asked him why. And he said, because they actually focused on character development. That's not his direct quote, but that is something that he said recently about it. And it was kind of refreshing. You know, you don't have to really, you're not really challenged in a lot of scary movies, uh, either emotional, not emotionally towards the character, at least, or most of the main characters are just kind of like fodder that are set up to die. <laughs> and you spend a, like the first 20 minutes as they're tr tr uh, usually traveling to the location where they're going to die, learning minuscule things about them. Okay, this person's the jock. This guy's the idiot. This person's the smart one. Why are they with the other ones? <laughs> this person is clearly supposed to be for their looks and they're yeah. going to die first probably because of the trope and the scary movie layout. Da -da 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 -da. This one you actually watched and you were like, hmm, why do they do that? Like that's like I looked at Leanne, I looked at my wife and I was like, and we looked like, why did they do that in the first 30 minutes of the film? And it was a good why did they do that? Um, and I, I haven't had a lot of scary movies do that recently. So I recommend it. It's kind of hard to tiptoe around the plot without ruining it, as with any type of movie review that we do. But if there was one, if you've seen a couple and maybe you like skip the Rob Zombie ones, but then you came back for this trio. Like you should, first of all, don't skip the Rob Zombie ones, but maybe mm -hmm. you did. And then, and then you're back. Watch this one. Uh, watch the trilogy because the, the other two are good, but it kind of builds up to the moment that they do. Um, the ending can feel flat. And when you see, you'll know why. It's just, there's one thing that goes on and you're like, uh, but as far as doing something different in the horror genre, especially for somebody like me who saturates himself with horror stuff this time of year, this did it. So I recommend it. Cool. Cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I don't think so. I think that's, that's it. All right, sweet. So that's going to be the end of the podcast here. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and please make sure you like it and review it share it with your friends if you did enjoy listening to this podcast if you're interested you can follow us on facebook instagram twitter twitch and if you're watching on youtube please like and subscribe uh, we also have an email at high sensitivity podcast at gmail.com if you're interested in asking us any hypotheticals or anything like that we'd love to read them on air thank you guys for listening again and we'll see you next time bye